I, you, this is going to be a plot twist because as you said earlier, like, she was lovely and I don't know why we broke up. Right, yeah. She was cheating on me the whole time with so many different people. Can you believe that? Shocker. It shocker. Would have never guessed this. Uh, Would have never. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see that coming. This relationship is doomed. Hey, y'all. It's Lace. It's Catherine, and this is an episode of Cheaties Podcast. That's right. We've got an interview up for y'all today. Uh, you ask for juice, and you know what? We come to the table delivering juice. That's what we've got. And today we have an entire carafe. You could say it's bottomless juice day here because this story is a wild ride, to say the least. Yeah, yeah you could say it's almost a carafe full of Bloody Mary. That's right. Ooh, ooh, Bodily ooh, fluids ooh, get oozing in this story. Ooh, red juice, folks. Red juice. Listen, we call y'all stabbies, and we don't call you stabbies for no good reason. It's because every now and then there's a story that might get a, actually a little stabby. We don't want to go too far uh, into telling you the spoilers, but um, there's a knife involved in this story. And you know what? The, I think the the main, outside of, you know, trying not to have knives involved in relationships. I think the main takeaway of this entire story, we'll go ahead and put it up top, is therapy, folks. Therapy. Therapy is important before, during, and after all toxic relationships. Okay? So let's just go ahead and throw that out there now. Keep that in mind. And you know what else is therapy? Laughter. It's the best medicine, they say. So with that, can we go ahead and plug our shows for this week, Lace? God, that was a good, that was a good segue. so good. It's good. I know. So good. Um, Wednesday, September 14th, I am at, I'm headlining DC Comedy Loft in Washington, DC, then heading up to Buffalo, New York, that Thursday 15th to headline the Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo. And then that weekend, Friday, September 16th and Saturday, September 17th, I will be in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, headlining the Royal Comedy Theater. All my tickets are in the bios. Amen. I love it. Y'all, in addition to that, uh, you can potentially see me in the audience of the Emmys on Monday, <laughs> September right. 12th. I'm going to be there. Where? Definitely not in one of those front tables. Uh, will I cause a scene? You got to watch to find out. Who knows? So I'll be in the audience there and making an ass of myself getting kicked out of the after party. Uh, and then the next two days are the uh, the finale of America's Got Talent. And then the results show of America's Got Talent is on Wednesday, September 14th. Listen, I may or may not be coming back to do an appearance at the results show. So, you know, if you're already a fan and you've been watching the show, you might catch me there. If you haven't been watching the show, might be one of those nights you want to turn it on, check it out. Can't really tell you much more after that. And then there are a few dates in September that both Catherine and I will be switching off and on. If you're in the Atlanta area and you enjoy theater and you enjoy funny conversations, they are doing a, a play at the Alliance Theater in downtown Atlanta. And after that play, 
I think there's about five different shows that either myself or Catherine or our good friend, comedian David Perdue, will be doing a little segment called A Comedian and a Philosopher Walk into a Bar. And we will be, after the show, we'll be sitting there and chatting it up with them. It's going to be a whole thing. Check it out. You can go to the Alliance Theater website, though, for all of those dates and times to see which night's me, Catherine, or David are going to be there. And and these are two things I want to plug, plug way ahead of time. We are going to be one of the headlining acts together as a duo, as Chidi's podcast at the Red Clay Comedy Festival. And we are so excited to be doing so. So if you're in the Atlanta area or close enough to drive a couple to few hours to come see us, uh, we got some special guests that you do not want to miss. Please come to see us live on stage uh, at Red Clay. Oh, what's the date? November 12th. November 12th. At the Earl, 4 p.m. We're going to put that ticket link in our bio. At the Earl in EAV, folks. But you could just Google it. You could Google. Google it. Red Clay Comedy Festival. Is Zany's link up yet? Can we say that yet? I think the Zany's link is up, and that's January. That's January 15th, right? Or something like that? 22nd? What day is that? I don't know. We got some time to push that one, but we're going to be doing live in Zanies in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, so okay, pay attention to yeah, that yeah. calendar for January. So if y'all want to see us live, start planning ahead. Boom. Go. All right. Let's get into it. My laptop's about to die, much okay. like this relationship did. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, uh, please enjoy this interview with Dan King. Hey, listener, you're about to hear a really juicy cheating story. Names and locations may have been changed to protect the guilty. We're not licensed therapists or lawyers. Hell, we barely have a driver's license. We're just two broke comedians who've been through some shit. And this alleged story is one-sided. If you know another side, please call our emergency redemption hotline at 888-STABBY-8. And yes, that is a real number. Now sit back, relax, and pour yourself a bowl of cheaties. All right, Stabbies, we're so excited. We've got our guest in the house today. We've got Dan King. Dan, how are you doing right now? I am doing fantastic. How are, how are you, Lace? I'm, I'm great. We're, we're just happy to see you on the other side of bars right now. Well, see, I just got out of jail Wednesday night. Right, and we right, are, this right. is no joke. There was a, a commotion because I didn't have headphones and we didn't, we wanted the audio to be good for you listeners. Mm-hmm. I'm in a studio with multiple, and they said, we have no headphones. I said, that cannot be true. That's untrue. And I, we were running around. He goes, oh, they moved the drawer. Here's all the headphones. And yeah. I was like, I was about to run to a gas station and just buy some cheap ones. That's like being in jail and everybody's like, there's no, no contraband here. Nobody. Yeah, that's actually true. Everybody did dope the whole time I was in there. Yeah, of course. I was in jail for only four weeks. I'm a pussy. I was only in there four weeks. I am Real a straight quick. white male. Let's let's yeah. be clear. You said four Thanks. weeks, not for a Thanks. week. Thanks. Four weeks. That's a, that's still a month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that was uh, it was a it was a lot for me, but other people are in there a lot longer, and I didn't do anything, and I met a lot of other people that didn't do anything that are serving months. What's the difference between jail and prison? Real quick, quick summary for me. Put it this way. To go to jail, it, they you can just get snatched up anywhere and go to jail. You can be in a car wreck and the police can have a reason to put you in jail. You don't have to have a trial to go to jail. Right. They just get to put you in jail for whatever reason. And it's essentially a holding place until what is decided is decided. And they either release you on bond 
or bail. Some people call it bail money, bond money. And then, Lace, how long were you in for? How do you how do you know all this? And then you, and then to go to prison, you have there has to be some sort of trial for you to go to prison. So in prison, you're put away longer, and then you get like a cell. Yeah. And usually, yeah, you're yeah, in gin pop, and, you and you're just like stuck job. with all these people, like all the other degenerates and randos, people who didn't pay yeah. their child support. All right. Okay, so we've covered this. Let's get into, let, take us back to a time when you maybe were in relationship jail. You, and you wanted to request shoe. That's solitary confinement to get away from your cellmate, your heart cellmate. God, I'm good at this. So, um, Dan King, take us back to this time when you were in a relationship with somebody and you two would just be sitting there silently staring at each other. I'm 31 now. Let's let's take it back to April 2016. Everybody, everybody just any listener, close your eyes and just picture where was I five years ago in April, six years ago in April 20. I can't math. April 2016. Where was I? Close your eyes unless you're driving. Um, and then just like that's what I was doing. That's what I was doing. Well, what I was doing in April of 2016, I was 25 years old. I had moved to Athens, Georgia. I tried to live in New York. I was there for three months. I had 87 addresses. I always lived with 1,200 people. Sure. And it chewed me up and spit me out. And As I said, you, you know what? Yeah. yeah, I was like, I'm going to go to a college town where there's much less competition and learn how to do my craft, which at the time was not stand-up. It was music. And mm-hmm. I did a show at a venue called The Live Wire. Okay. It's, still a, it's still a venue in Athens, but now it's like a wedding venue for receptions. It used to be a show venue for uh, hip hop and rock and roll concerts. And I had a rock and roll band called the unhappy birthdays that is since now broken up. Uh, but I was doing it. I didn't have, when I moved, I changed my name from Fender Lizard. I was doing solo stuff, but I was like, I don't want to use my name. Cause I was like uh, pretentious, but I thought I was cool. And I was, was going by the, the name that I chose was the unhappy birthdays symbolically showing where I was at mentally in life. And I had acoustic, I had acoustic set, started making eye sex while I was singing songs to this girl in the crowd. And then uh, she I came sex. to the merch table. I gave her free merch. We walked outside to the porch of the venue and immediately started making out. And then sure. I said, and then I said, 26 year old Dan, who went by Paul at the time, my government name was Paul, but my middle name is Dan. Okay. So, and then we started making out. And mm-hmm. then I said, my place or yours? And she said, what? And I said, well, oh, like, do you want to go back to my place or yours? She goes, uh, no, no, thank you. And then she left. And then I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I can have whoever I want because I was an asshole who thought I was more than I was. And then uh, three weeks later, we moved in with each other because um, our friends on both sides and families on both sides said, I think there's some issues you guys need to work out. Y'all should go to therapy separately and never see each other again. And we and said, instead, you guys don't. You moved in together. Right. Well, we said you, you. We said you don't understand what love is. Right. Right. Because you know, yeah, sure. you don't understand what love You're is. Twenties. Yeah. I remember. I remember moving in furniture to our place and saying, "What's your brother's name again?" <laughs> I was like, "Is it Michael or Mitchell?" Right. This is like yes. freshman year this dorm is, relationship. This is, yes. Yeah. This is second grade puppy love. Like, but but we're adults, so it's dangerous. Yeah. So like we moved in. I mean, I feel and... like adult is being used very loosely in this. Story. <laughs> yeah, true, yeah. true. Mm-hmm. We both come. I, I will say I can get sincere for a second and uh, kind of change momentum for a moment. 
we both had open childhood trauma wounds and I hope I don't talk to this person anymore. I hope she has gone to therapy and healed because I've gone to therapy and healed. I'm six years in. There's no shame in going to therapy. There's no shame in being on meds. I've been on all of them. Um, it helps and find an outlet like stand up or music or maybe for you it's sports or cooking or whatever it is to help you. Uh, you got to take you, our, our bodies store trauma. So if you got abused when you were a kid, like you got to deal with that and you got to work through the repressed memories. But we dealt with the repressed memories by just cognitive dissonance, which that's not a very healthy approach. Right. Um, it, it involves being drunk a lot on both sides and having great sex. The sex was great. Actually, um, I don't remember who this was, but it was someone we all know because it was at it was at a room in Atlanta. Catherine, you were there, but it wasn't you because you were beside me. You said, do you need a hug? And then one of our friends, I think it was Sam Severn, got up and said, so was her puss, pussy just like amazing? And then like it was a because I had a good set. But then the, everybody was like all the comics were like, I know that was funny, but are you OK? And yeah. I was like, I'm fine. And I wasn't because I hadn't started therapy yet. Yeah. Uh, right. OK. She cheated on me like three months into the relationship, which should have been when I left. But then we decided to start couples counseling. Again, a, a, a couple that has known each other for three months and three weeks, known each other, met each other for three months and right. three weeks ago, and has been living with each other for three of those months. Yeah. The, well, the, the relationship was dead and zombified before it ever Jesus. started. And we, we were able to carry it on for 18 months, which I In find total? impressive. Yeah. So three months in, she cheats on you. Yeah. So how did that? Okay. Yeah. She, yeah. So she, you're getting to know her. You, you learn her name within a couple of months. I learned her full name. Yeah. I was like, what's your middle name again? Yeah. Yeah. You figure out that she's living in your room with you. You're like, we share. To be fair, that was what my life was like. It was a drunken haze of getting fired from jobs, doing shows at night. And then every now and then it's like, Oh yeah, there's this other person in bed with me sometimes, but sometimes she has to work at night, but she, but her job closes it. She has a nine to five, but I don't know. Okay. So when does it start to, to the, the cheating? About three months in. And I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't remember the first time I might've blocked it out. A lot of stuff happened later. That's more fresh to me. Yeah. I, I can't remember. And I don't really care. I just remember. Oh no, no, no. I do remember. I, I, she was sleeping with other people and I kind of, I don't know how many of your listeners are familiar with this or anyone listens podcasts, but like, have you been in a relationship? Have you, either of you been in a relationship where you're like, you know, but you tell yourself, nah, he loves me or she loves me or whatever. Yeah. But you know, someone's cheating. Yeah. They're cheating. You know it, but you can't. Yeah. But you let it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm codependent, which is actually, you don't know. Yeah. yeah, but codependency. Like you're, you're not admitting it to yourself because you don't. Yeah, want but codependency is its own form of narcissism. It's like it's different. Like narcissism, it's, people are narcissists, and then people are codependents, and a lot of us are a combination of both. We just don't like to admit it, yeah. and it's like, and we all know that for being stand-up comedians, but because uh, because our, our job, our profession, we chose is. It's built, I want to stand it's, on stage. It's built into narcissism, or it's uh, it's narcissism is built in to the description. Well, it's a Venn diagram. It's like. Total, complete and utter narcissism and crippling codependency. And then in the middle, it's stand-up comedy. Like we're like, I I think my job is I want all these strangers to validate me immediately. And when they don't, it's going to feel terrible. And then I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to do it again the next night. It's like it's a weird weird career to choose. It's it's our drug. That's why a lot of us are like, oh, I don't don't smoke weed anymore. I don't drink anymore. What is your drug? Attention. (laughs) Like it's as long as I got attention, I'll be all right. Talking yeah. about myself and my views for other people to laugh at me. 
but okay. So this is yeah. So you've broken this down. You're you're starting to realize it, but you're not. You don't want to admit it to yourself. And that's when I started. That's when I decided. That's when I decided to go back to what I just said. Maybe I'll try stand up and not do music for a while. It's very interesting. I was 23 years old. I'm now 31. And Sean got Kendi, mutual friend, very funny comedian. He put me on his up. He's he would he knew me for music. He was like, "You're very funny. You should do like you should try stand up." And got me. He, so Shoshonic is my plug for our drug. And during this time, quit coming to shows. They always came to music shows. They did not like coming to stand up shows. And I ran all my bits by this person, and they were about how this person abused me. And since this person was a narcissist, this person said, "Hell yeah, put it on stage." But then yeah. when they would come to the show and see it, they would get more drunk than I was. And then they would start saying shit to all my friends, like Shawnick and other people. We were in Athens, Georgia at the time, not Atlanta. We're, okay, do you want to know the juicy details of the of the cheating? When it first happened, I don't. She was doing it with multiple people, and she tried to do it with comedians, which we like all of, like we're a pack, we're a wolf pack of a bunch yeah. of lone wolves that found each other. And we're like, oh, we're the lone wolf pack that we're still alone but together. And so everyone's like, who the fuck? Like, no, you don't understand. It's not bros before hoes or chicks before dicks. It's comedians before the rest of you plebeians. Oh, yeah. We're, and we're good. <laughs> I feel like in Atlanta comedy specifically, oh, yeah. Lysandra and I were talking about this yesterday, which is uh, we're just good as a, as a crew to like we need to go after someone or someone has wronged the scene or people or whatever. Like yeah. we're good. Like we like hold court and we push them out. And we get yeah. rid of it and we deal with it and all that. So, yeah, we all have each other's back. So it's really stupid to go um, to try to break into that that tight-knit group. And well, I appreciate you saying that. She was stupid and she was trying. And, no, and, of course, they don't tell me, but then they, they'll they'll take me out like, hey, Dan, let's go out and, like, get dinner. You should break up with Miller. And then it's yeah. like, no, no, we're in love. You just don't understand what love is. But then sure. when it got really juicy was Thanksgiving. I celebrated Thanksgiving Day with her and her family. So the day, the the Tuesday and Wednesday before Thanksgiving, my dad came and picked me up. I got rid of my car because it broke down. I didn't get to choose like I'm going to be environmental. I was living in Athens, and Athens is a cool biking town. And I was like, I can save money. I can get good exercise because I had to have somewhere to put all this energy where I knew I was being cheated on and I became a cyclist. And then, so I had really great calves at this time in my life. It was the hottest I've ever looked, but the most broken, no, actually that's, that's not true. People will be like, no, we remember you did not shave and you did not bathe. It was the grossest you ever looked, but you were very strong and strong and you stank. I stank. Yeah. I stank with that drink. I would show They'd be like, oh, it's vodka tonight. Oh, he just went back to beer. Okay. Like it's not. And, it, and then every now and then I'd be sober for like a month and it would be attention, attention, attention. And then I would crash. No one would see me for like two weeks and everybody would get yeah. really worried and I wouldn't answer my phone. And I'd just be at home binge watching Stranger Things. And when I say binge watching Stranger Things, there was only one season of Stranger Things out. I would watch it four still times. Still watching Stranger Things. I, I would watch it and I'd, loop, I'd watch all eight episodes and I'd say, Again, and again, yeah. and, and let's obsessively well, co- let's, like. Uh, let's, I mean, but if you're gonna binge watch, an upside down is yeah, yeah. You wanna, so if when you got binge watch one season of something, I mean, that first season of Stranger Things was pretty perfect. It was pretty and it was great for my life because I was like, I live in the upside down, like, and it was, and then so I went with my family, and at, when I'm at my family for Thanksgiving, um, they're all like, my mom, my mom's like, hey, where is my baby? And I went, oh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> like, and then 
She was like, so you're all still together? I was like, oh, yeah. And that, and that what I didn't tell everyone is we broke up with each other every other night. And then sure. the night after that, we'd have makeup sex. And then I would go to other girls' houses, previous hookups of mine, and they would try to sleep with me. I was like, no, I'm in love. And then they they would be like, what? And they'd get mad. They'd like, why'd you come over here at 9 p.m.? I was like, to talk to my friend. They're like, we're not friends. We're hookup. I was like, but you're dating so-and-so. Like, I didn't, I was like, I'm not trying to cheat. I'm just trying to, because you're with your person and I'm with my person now. Let's just talk about how they both suck. And they're yeah. like, yeah, but we could suck other things while we talk about how they suck. And I'd be like, no, 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 I don't want to do that. And then, yeah. and then my person was convinced that I was doing what she was doing, which was not true. So when it got really juicy, KB, for the you dirty person that always wants to know, Lace, you're like a lot more like, the reason this podcast works is because Lace, you're like a therapist and Catherine, you're a sociopath. Like, but it, in it, but we're both a little bit of both for sure. Yeah. Cause we're stand up comedians. I'm both as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're, what is wrong with us? But then, a and, lot. uh, uh, what was oh yeah. So then the night before, cause then I was going, oh, sorry. I think I got this wrong. It was the Monday and Tuesday I was with my family. Cause the Wednesday was when my dad drove me back. And that Wednesday night I knew, cause when you're with someone and you have that feeling and it's like intuition. And I was like, she's with someone. So I called her and I heard, I knew who it was. It was her ex-boyfriend. Yeah. And I was like, I knew his name. And this guy is actually yeah. a really good guy because he sent me a very sincere, heartfelt apology message. Like the ne- I already knew. I called and said, what's going on? Who's that in the background? And then, oh, it's just TV. All right, well, I'll see you in the morning. The next morning, uh, the day before Thanksgiving, we'd been together like since that May. So June, July, August. September, October, five months. We're okay. five months in. We're, we've already had couples counseling, and our couples counseling, couples counseling is a loose term because it was more like she keeps fucking cheating on me, and she's like, "Well, he fucking cheated on me." I said, "No, I'm not. I'm talking about you." Yeah. And then she'd be like on stage, and I'd be like, "I got your permission," and then the counselor would be like, "I think that space and time away from each other." Um, maybe potentially perhaps forever would be healthy for you both. And we'd yeah. be like, you don't. And then we would turn on the counselor and be like, you don't fucking know what you're talking about. We'd be like, come on, babe, yeah. we're going home. Like, yeah. it was wild. How so then, old were you all at this point? 25 and 23. So way too old to be doing this shit. Right. And Well, yes uh, and thanks- no. I mean, we say this all the time on the podcast to people, but like, I mean – Everybody has to remember that like 25 is just when your brain is like finished, finished being. I just became, yeah, it's like your frontal cortex is not fully developed until you're 25. It's not until you're 25. And now they're even saying like 26 even. So like, you know, you got to give yourself, it's like when a baby deer comes out and it's got to learn how to use its legs, you know, that's kind of what we're all doing. We're all flailing in our late twenties. We We all all give ourselves grace. We're in between like childhood and adulthood. And it's just like. Truly, our 20s are more like our teen years uh, than we think. We are you know? all in the process of becoming. And, well, um, and always, really, because then your 30s are the same. And then I don't know what 40s are yet, but, you know. The 30s aren't the same. The 30s are way better than the 20s. Don't we agree the 30s are better than Oh, the I think it just gets better for sure. But, yeah. I mean, we're all so constantly in a state of, like, you know, growth and transition and looking backwards and looking forward and still feeling dumb. I mean, I'm 38 and I still still – Still, God, I can't even say things still. right because Catherine's got in my still. head. I still, uh, you know, am like, how? Why did I make that decision? And I, I know better. And what am I doing? And it's still better. And overall, you know, 
I, I take care of myself more than I did before, but you know, we all get there, but we're all still flailing. So anyway, just wanted to say for you to say, you know, you should have done better. Listen, we were all. Thank you for making this a safe well, space, but now we it's were... getting boring, and I think the listeners no, want the juicy details. No, it's true, details. though. It's true. So, well, I just so remind then, people that we're all like, yeah. That. That's all. So then I, yeah. so she calls me before I get in the car. My dad, and she goes, "I cheated on you with my ex-boyfriend, and I'm so sorry." And I was like, "Yeah, I know." And she was yeah, like, "How do you know? know?" And I was like, "I heard him in the background last night. I recognized his voice." And she was like, "Why did you just let me say it was the TV?" I was like, "Because I love you." And then, so then we're driving, I'm with my dad. And my dad's like, are you okay? And I was like, yep. <laughs> and, I, and clearly I talk more than anyone I've ever met. I am a verbal processor, an external processor, and a quick processor. So most of time with me is, exa- I had a therapist once. I've been through like four therapists in the past six years. And my last one, right now I'm in the process of moving from Georgia to California. So I'm finding a new therapist that can practice in Cali. But, um, and I think I found her, we have a, a meeting scheduled in October, but, uh, <laughs> but the last one, he, uh, shout out to, uh, Dale in Peachtree city. He's great. He said, you would be the worst person to date. And I said, fuck you, Dale. That's what I said. And then he goes, that's I'm how serious? I talk to Yeah. Cause if I'm paying them $200, I'm, I'm tired of like this pussy footing around. And then he goes, but he laughed. Like we had a, we, I have to build up to that. I said, fuck you, Dale. And then he goes, and he goes, well, what you do when you have an argument, and I know this from arguing with you, is you pause at some point when I'm still processing what's going on, and you say, I messed up in A, B, and C, but when you communicated it to me, you messed up in A and B, so I'm sorry, and I forgive you. Will you please now give an account for what you've done? But I need another week to process it, and you're already done with the session, and we're 20 minutes in. And I was like... So I took that, like, I was like, hell yeah, I'm smarter than my therapist. Fuck yeah, dude. So that might have just been part of his plan. But he just might be an evil bastard, but I don't think so. And so that's why girls are drawn Either to way, me. But then- We'd like to stop real quick and do a quick commercial. Uh, one of our new sponsors for Cheaties is Dale in Peachtree City. Dale, if anyone's looking for a good counselor... Hold on, there. though. I can't use his last name, and the reason I did it is Fine. because They'll I quit using... Him. If you're meant to find Dale, you'll find him. You could, anybody can find a Dale. Just go on just go on Facebook and type in Dale. You'll find your Dale. Uh, find and then so anyway, uh, I go and then like – so then I go – when I come home Thanksgiving or the day before Thanksgiving, I stop with my dad. We get chicken tenders at Cane's on Baxter Street in Athens. Shout out to anyone that knows Athens, Georgia. Uh, Cane's on Baxter, awesome chicken, fried chicken place, which apparently was a chain. I told everyone it was a local place. It's not. No, it's a chain. Absolutely not. I it's in New York now. Yeah. I did not and know real that. quick, while mm-hmm. we're talking about it, let's just take a moment to announce one of our newer sponsors for Cheaties Podcast, Canes. 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 It's not, it's not a local Canes. spot. Yeah. Uh, it is a Canes. chain. Canes, you okay. smell her okay. perfume on him? Okay. So then we sat down. Like, my dad's very confused because he's like, Are you sure? He kept every 20 to 30 minutes he would go, Are you sure you're okay? And I was like, Mm hmm. And then he was like, well, and then we just sat in silence and ate chicken. And then he goes, this is really good chicken. I've never had this before. And I was like, and then he drove me and he goes, well, bye, son. I said, bye, dad. And then, and then I waited for, I waited for my girlfriend to get home from work. And I, I, I bet you, I bet you can't do what I did for the four hours I had. I watched three episodes of Stranger Things <laughs> for like the, I was on my sixth rewatch at that time. And she comes in the door, ball starts bursting into tears, I burst into tears, and we embraced. 
And then I went to work because at the time I was a nighttime security guard at the University of Georgia. <laughs> and I had and I got to walk around and listen to podcasts by committee. Namely, at that time, I was working my way through the entire uh, library of uh, You Made It Weird by Pete Holmes because I, I could listen to eight to nine hours a night. And so I started with episode one and made it all the way up to when I got to the end of that, I was like, my life is over. I've watched Stranger Things 23 times and I've listened to all 645 episodes of Pete's podcast. And for those that don't know, episodes of Pete Holmes podcast are five hours each. He talks forever. So like, I was like, well, I guess I've completed life. I've killed myself now. Like, I don't know what to do. But I, so I kill myself if I listen to that much of Pete Holmes too. So, right. Yeah. And so this, this is proving where I was mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. And so like, no, physically was good. That one was good because I was biking. Everywhere. Right. Because you got the calves. But, right. Yeah. So then uh, went to Thanksgiving with the family. I acted like nothing was wrong. I met the entire extended family and, uh, you know, acted like everything was great. We took a nap together. Um, we did wow. not. It was very, it was a very sweet day. And I was like, and I was like moving forward. This is really going to work. Mm-hmm. There's a lot I could say between five months in to the year and two months in when it ended. But let's fast forward to the one year anniversary of our dating relationship. Um, Oh, no, no, no. The 11 months in, a month before our one year anniversary, we went to a show that Max Vine, y'all know comedian Max Vine? Of course. Mm -hmm. Very funny. It was doing a show uh, here in Athens, was the headliner. Um, So, Shonik was hosting support. I think I can't remember, honestly, because I don't remember who was on stage. Who was I know I wasn't on stage because I know I Ubered and we stopped at five points bottle shop. She got her own bottle of wine. I got a six pack of a strong, heavy IPA. I drank five of the six. She drank the whole bottle of wine. I gave one beer to very funny Atlanta comic, Noel Appling, uh, one of my best friends in the world. I was with him last night. Um, I, uh, and then I'm drunk, having a great time, like, like happy drunk. Like right, I was right on leaving tipsy into full drunk, but sure. not blackout and not, not my self-destructive was just talk for forever about how much I love you. That's the, I'm an, I love you drunk. I'm a rounds on me drunk. Like, yeah, they're, they're like somewhat like, I don't remember it's Noel or who it was came out and goes, Hey bro, you gotta come get your girl. She got chill. I went inside and she's yelling at Sean's girlfriend Piper saying, and you're not pretty, and you're not funny, and blah, 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 and blah, 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 She sounds lovely, Dan. I don't know she why was, you had any great. problems with this person. She's great. All. I don't she I don't understand. I don't understand why everybody awesome. was telling us we needed to break up during this Me time. either, honestly. Just, she, I was was hungry. she was hungry, and she wanted a sandwich. Yeah. Right. Well, and did she's yelling at she's, Piper, who is a gorgeously hilarious human being. Correct. And the best talented. human on the planet. Yeah. Here's the thing that I will say about Piper. Top tier. Piper, Top tier person. Piper was very kind to me during this entire time. That's Piper cool. would text me and check on me and say, are you okay? And I would be like, yeah, I'm great. How are you? Like, I was just like, everyone, everyone was having, I didn't know that after people would hang out with me, they would have a secret meeting, which was like, should we schedule an intervention? What should yeah. we do? Like, we don't want him to kill himself. He's already attempted suicide and he talks about it on stage. Like, but I wasn't, we all do that, but we wait two to three years. I would wait two to three days and be like, it's over. It's in the past. And everyone's like, we are yeah. very worried about. Clearly not that. processing things on a, on a normal timeline that need to be. Not in therapy. Never been in therapy in my life. 25, 26, never been in therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't need therapy. Stanley's my therapy. Music's my therapy. Sure. Yeah. Sex, sex with my girlfriend who loves me and 
yeah, she's cheated on me, but she said she was sorry. Like, right. <laughs> she well, okay. loves me, dude. So, all right. So we're at this. So y'all almost together a year. You said earlier y'all were together a total 18 months though. So, and I was wrong. It was, it was, well, when I added up, it was April, 2016 to July, 2017. So I'm bad at okay. math, whatever that is. So whatever that is. So a little over April, a year. May, June, July. So, so a little 15, over a 15 months. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So this, no, 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 no. the next straw was this, right? This, outburst. This, and then we get in the Uber, we get in the Uber. And I remember, I don't remember, I remember being mad at her and I was not mad at her for anything other than when I started yelling at Piper, I was like, we're going to talk about this when we get home. And I didn't tell anybody. And I went to, Sh- I went to Shonic and said, I'm so sorry. And then I went to Piper and I said, I'm so, so sorry. And she said, are you okay? Cause that's what Piper always said. And I said, yeah, yeah are you? And she was like, yeah. And then we hugged. And then, she's and like, then I, because you shouldn't be, you should, yeah, because yeah, you shouldn't be okay yeah. with this. The answer yeah. should not yeah. be, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, she's like, you yeah. clearly are not, but we'll wait until you figure it out. See, it? <laughs> um, you need to go therapy. Um, the, we got in the Uber and we're having a great, like, we're having a great time because me and the Uber driver are laughing at my girlfriend who has rolled down the window and we're driving through downtown Athens. And she goes, hey, you guys are together, right? Hey, when you get home tonight, fuck her in the ass. That's what she said to a random couple on the street. And me yeah. and the Uber the Uber driver goes, your girlfriend's batshit crazy, dude. And I said, I know. Isn't she cute? Yeah. Because right. I I was a mess. I was a train yeah. wreck. We went yeah. inside. And this, is, this was a dumb thing I did. Because as I said, when I get very drunk, and I was drunk, but I was sobering up because I was getting angry. Um and so I, but I was calm. I knew if I got, I knew that she was blackout and wouldn't remember any of it. So I started filming stuff. I filmed her yelling at people so I could show it to her in the morning. This is the, the only time I ever did this because we would always have a fight. But because she had just yelled at Piper, I was like, I need to film whatever she does next. And we got in the car. And then the next morning when I said it, she said, I didn't do that. I said, are you sure? She said, yes. And I pulled out my phone. And you're like, look, you did. But, like, yep. but well, that wasn't the next morning because let me explain. This is where this is the climax of the movie of me and my ex lover. Uh, we got inside. I closed the door. She she's like disrobing and just flinging on the ground. And I was like, "We got to get you bed." Out of bed. I took the phone. I took her phone and went into the living room. And I was gonna watch Stranger Things, but I was just sitting there processing my life. And I think praying a little bit. I think I was like, "God, if you're real, <laughs> what's happening right now?" And then her, her, her phone lit up with three texts and I knew her password because this was an unhealthy relationship. And I said, who the hell is John or Jeff or whatever the hell this guy's name was? And it said, I remember, I remember it very explicitly because it's a seared in my mind for forever. Last night was so fun, baby. When are we going to do it again? And then the third one was a series of emojis. I don't feel comfortable telling you guys uh, or, or your listeners. However, huh? they were very just, explicit emojis. Uh, they were emojis. Like a, like a mouth and a thing of sushi, right? Uh, it was a, um, a, a phallic vegetable. Uh-huh. Eggplants. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm okay. familiar. More like a carrot, but yeah. Okay. And then, and then the next thing I did, very rationally in my state of mind, was – flung open the door, kicked a hole in the drywall and said, what the fuck? You cheated on me again? And then she said, 
I need to go to sleep and you need to stop talking to me. And I said, no, we need to fucking talk about this. You fucking whore, fucking fuck, 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 fuck. So this is me being verbally abusive. This is her being physically, which I am just going to throw this in here and slide this in. I don't like to talk about this part, but she was physically abusive to me multiple times before this. She would slap me, kick me, hit me. And I would, I would, all I would ever do was hold her and restrain her. Sure. This night she went in the kitchen and I was like, where are you going? And she came back with a knife. And uh, I don't know if you, can you guys see, you might not be able to see because it it's, but that right there is, I had to get six stitches because she's coming at me with a knife. I grabbed the knife by the blade, threw it. And then this time I still restrained her, but this time I restrained her. I had my arm. You know what? This episode is going to need like a content warning, but I had my arm like on her throat, not to hurt her, to restrain her. And on the calendar, it was a defense. It was a defense move. And it was in, I did not hit her. I said, you can't do that, baby. You can't do that. And yeah. then she scared and drunk went ryan which i can say is fine like and this guy ryan who we no longer speak with he's a great person he we were renting we were a three-bedroom house in athens was living he comes running out all he sees is me on the counter like this so he tackles me but then he sees the knife sees the blood on my hand and then he goes and then she's she's like he's just mad because i slept with someone else and then at this point, our roommate, great guy, goes to my room right now. And then he goes, you need to go to the emergency room. I can drive you. I'm sober. And I said, and I wrapped my hand in paper towels and said, I'm going to bed. And I went to our bedroom, locked the door, looked at a giant hole in our drywall and went, and then just went to sleep. The next thing I remember is waking up. I felt someone watching me as I slept for about, that happened around one to two in the morning. It's now about 8 a.m. I opened my eyes. And her dad is standing above me. He goes, you all right, son? And I said, yeah, I'm fine. And then I rolled over to go back to sleep. And then he goes, can I see your hand for a second? And I said, yeah. And I was like, unwrapping the paper. I was like, hold on. And he goes, can you move this? Can you do this? He goes, you need to go to the ER, son. I said, I'm fine. And I wrapped it back up in the paper. I was rolled over and he goes, I'm a doctor, which is true. He had his own practice. (laughs) He goes, let me ask you an important question, Paul. Are you going to press charges? I said, no, I love her. And then her dad said, I would. And then, because yeah. it was a crazy thing. Yeah. And Wait, tell walked, me, tell us, was that the end of the fucking relationship? Uh, you're generally in a relationship when a partner stabs the other one. Uh, this the, the stabby, i.e. the victim, breaks up with the stabber. Not in my case. In my case, I assessed the situation, got the stitches, and logistically concluded you know what's going to fix this? Marriage. I oh, bought an Lord. engagement ring. I bought an engagement ring. So the next day, uh, after I got the, uh, her dad goes, you need to go to this, say, doctor sent you, and and my and my daughter is going to pay for it. Uh, we've already discussed it. Mm-hmm. I'm very thankful to our roommate at the time, who somehow, with a very drunk girlfriend that I could not handle, handled her by calling her brother, and her brother drove her to their parents' house, and just dropped her off at the doorstep, and then like knocked on the door and said, "Dad, I'm dropping off." And then like so, it was just like it was all the people in her life just played point guard. Like we got to keep them away from each other. She's going to literally kill him, and yeah. he doesn't mind because he's suicidal. Like it's just like it's just the worst case scenario of all time. Yeah. Well, 
We'll all meet the next day. We meet at a restaurant in uh, Athens. It was Tzatziki's on Prince Avenue, another chain, third third sponsor of Chief's podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Canes, Dale and Peachtree City, Canes, and Tzatziki, yep. specifically the Prince Avenue location. We yes. met there and <laughs> had some Greek food. And I said, How are you? And she's like, How are you? And then I was like, Well, I had to get stitches. And then she goes, Listen, I know I messed up. And I spoke with my parents and I, I clearly should not have stabbed you, but you need to understand when I say I need space, I need space. And then I said, I understand. And then we reconciled and stayed together. And two weeks later, I bought an engagement ring. And I went, the first person I told was our roommate and dear mutual friend. And I knocked on the door and said, Hey, you remember two weeks ago when Nana stabbed me? And he goes, yeah, are you breaking up with them? And I went, no, look what I got. And then he and then he laughed. He goes, this is a bit, right? You're going to do this on stage. Like he legitimately was like, this is pretty funny. This is very avant-garde of you. And I went, no, I'm going to propose to her, I think, tomorrow. And I did. And she said yes. Oh, dear God. Her parents already knew. Her siblings already knew. They were all telling me, are you sure? And then we Skyped my family and they were like, congratulations. And then they hung up. And then my mom was like, what the hell is wrong with my son? Three months later, she cheated on me again with multi. I found out she never stopped cheating. This is going to be a plot twist because, as you said earlier, like, she was lovely, and I don't know why we broke up. But right, yeah. She was cheating on me the whole time with so many different people. Can you believe that? Shocker. It Shocker. Would have never guessed this. Uh, Would have never. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see that coming. Oh, right. man. Man, she gave me two STIs, but thankfully they were the kinds that you can clear up with the peel. I think it was a, I think it was chlamydia and gonorrhea. Those are two that go away if you take two. Those are the two that go yeah. away. Yeah. Okay, so, so did you finally cut yeah. it off? Well, clearly I they don't hate talk to say anymore. cut it because that's kind of a pun for this episode. But did you cut yeah. it off? I cut it off. You, I Good. think that's what should be called. Cut it off. That should be the title. Cut it off. Yeah. Um, cut yep. it off. Um, no, the Joey, what's the Joey from Full House? Cut, cut it, it out. out. Yeah. Yeah. Cut I cut it. her out. Um, when I found out one of, one of the cheatings, I was like, this is, you know what? This is too much for me. I'm out, babe. And then yeah. she tried pretty relentlessly to get back with me. I blocked her number and everything. Once I was out, I was out. I moved into my friend Jacob's closet. Shout out to Jacob Harden, fourth sponsor for Cheese Podcast. Jacob fourth Harden, sponsor, just- Jacob Harden, everybody. Jacob Harden's closet. If anybody's looking for a good, safe place to spend time. Refuge. He's got the nonprofit, friend. Jacob Harden's closet. <laughs> Jacob Harden's closet, folks. Jacob's closet. That was like the, the end though, right? Was that your, your pathway out? Was that the beginning of your new life after that? Yeah, my new life was that depression up until I got a job working for uh, Kevin Hart and Will Packer, and I got an industry job that paid me money to be funny, and I was like, cool, nice. I'm going to do this. Cool. Hell yes. But then you were uh, done with that person, though, right? You were done with the ex? I was done. I, I There was one night where I almost went back, and the next day I attempted suicide, and everyone was on suicide watch for... So a month, a month after I left and was in the closet, <laughs> a month after leaving Rachel, when I went into the closet... Um, before I came out of the closet, um, and you can interpret that any way you wish, because um, I don't care, uh, I, I decided to contact her just to see how it was. And it was not great. And then she said, you should kill yourself. And then I tried. And she called the police. She, she knew what she did after she left. She's like, oh, fuck, you might actually do it. Call the police. Yeah. And then at Jacob's store, he opens the door. Does a Paul Daniel Edgar live here? 
And Jacob goes, he just moved in two days ago. Oh yeah. So this wasn't, it was a month, it was a, it was, it was a month after we broke up, but two days after moving with Jacob. Sure. So a month and a month and two days after breaking up with her, we lived together for another, for a month of that, which did not go well, which you guys all know. And most listeners probably know if you're with someone that cheats on you and you try to live with them, not, not going to be great. Not going to go well. And, not going to go well. Yeah. Now, and then, but, uh, and then I moved into Jacob Harden's closet, the nonprofit and Athens Georgia right? that has since now mm-hmm. defunct. He's re, he's relocated to, uh, he's in Seattle at the moment. But uh, so check it out. I think he's. I think he's going to start it up again soon. Great. Yeah, he's going to have a few locations. Going to have a yeah Portland. Yeah, location. it's going to be it's going to be national actually. Yeah. Um, you just live in people's storage rooms slash closets when you're going to break up. Yeah. And uh, everyone was on suicide watch for about a month or two, and then I worked, and then I was out. A year later, this is the this is the end. A year later, I ran into her. I'm a year into therapy. So I ran into her. She goes, I heard you do material material about me on stage. And I said, yep. And then she said, stop. And I said, no. And then she went, I heard you said I stabbed you. I said, yeah, I don't know if you remember. Here's the scar. You paid for the stitches. She goes, I didn't stab you. I slashed you. And then in that moment, I was like, this is great. This is my set tonight. And I just thought it. And I was like, I was like, okay, semantics. I understand. And then yeah. she and then she was like, you have to go talk about me on stage. And I was thinking like, then quick in the material. Yeah. Um, and then uh, she said, and I said, you know, and then she got, she got the rise out of me, but it didn't work. I felt, I felt the flame come back. Took a deep breath and said, you know, uh, in a relationship, when two people disagree, generally it's not that one person's wrong and the other person's right. It's that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. And then she thought for a second, went, yeah, I guess. But you need therapy. And I went, I'm in therapy. Are you? And she and she's like, I don't need it. I did it once. And we agreed that you're a narcissist. And I said, oh, okay. So we just yeah. we just chose. I've heard, I've heard both of you say this. We just chose separate paths. Yeah. Um, and that's that's the end. And then uh, yeah. she did. Oh, I did, I did get shot later in life. We don't have time to talk about it. Another episode sometime, maybe. Um, I did get shot on another podcast. Um, and then she did find a. She reached out to me years later and said, "Hey, I heard about what happened to you. I'm so sorry. I hope now you'll quit talking about me on stage because you've been through far worse." Wow. When Damn. it takes getting shot, that's kind of funny. To that. Realize that that's it's hilarious. Yeah. That that mm-hmm. what they did was almost as bad as getting shot, but it was a as little getting worse. shot. That's yeah. pretty funny though. Wow. She's she's a good comic. Okay, um, we got to go to our wrap up questions now. So yeah. you said you worked for Kevin Hart. Tell us where you're where you're at now. Yeah, you're out of jail. Where you're at? Well, who do you, what do you, what do? Are you working with? Yeah. I uh, I I am uh, uh, I don't I I'm nervous to say I do have a project. I'm nervous to say exactly. I have two. I'm nervous to say what they are. Because what industry are you in? You can say that. Oh yeah, I'm a musician and a stand up comedian. So I do That's music awesome. and I do stand Still up. Still doing and all of that, yeah. And, uh-huh. and I can't say this. Well, I can't say this. I, I was developing a script with a writing partner, Frank Kyle, really, who talks about rare talk. Like it's not picked up or anything, but there are discussions and we're sure we're finding yeah. it. I did ask Catherine. I was like, "Hey, would you play my crazy ex girlfriend who stabbed me?" And Cat responded and said, "Yes, please. I've been practicing for this role my whole life." And I said, "I listen yeah. to your podcast and I'm scared." Because I feel like you, I think you said, yes, please let me stab you all caps. And I was like, you know, this is, if this worked, it'd be filmed, but it's not real. You're not actually. No, it'll stabbed. be real. It'll be real. It, yeah. To, to, it'll be real um, if I'm in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, where can they follow you though, to keep up with um, any of these projects that might be coming out? Right now, all of my content just lives on at D-A-N-K-X-N-G, at Dan King, Instagram, um, I'm in the a transition phase right now because I'm moving from Georgia, California. Sure, and- you got a lot on your plate, but yeah, that they can yeah. anything that you've got going on that people can support, you can put it there, and we can consume it and or support it, right? There yeah. You go. 
Yeah. Hell yeah. All okay. Right. So follow Dan. What message would you want to leave short, like a short, like put it on a bumper sticker message for people who might be going through something like this? Uh, the, what was the, the cut it out, right? Cut, yeah. cut it out. Cut it out. Cut Slash out it cancer, out, baby. Cut out the cancer Sting. in your life. Yeah. 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 That, love, love doesn't hurt, man. That's what I want to, I want to add that to that is to tell people love shouldn't hurt physically or emotionally. It shouldn't hurt. I think like That's love, beautiful. do you don't think like love is pain, but like in a good no. way of like, no, no. When you, when you, but we hurt the ones, the ones we, oh, you're right. You're right. Real love is. It should hurt right. when you're not with them. Females are more evolved than males. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. This is good. That's okay. Also a good note. Yeah. Give us your unevolved male perspective. You're cheated on again. Would you rather the other person be hotter or notter than you? And why? Oh, I forgot about this one. Hotter or notter than me if I'm cheated on again? Mm-hmm. I just don't want to get cheated on again. I, well, like, can, I just choose, can I just choose, <laughs> choose none of I, option C? None like, of the let's, above. Not get, let's not get cheated on again? Can I choose Let's that? not get none cheated on above. again. I like that. I like Never that. Because you know what it is? It's the thing of like... I I, t- I DM'd K- uh, KB on Instagram once. And I was like, hey, I was like, blah, blah. It was like, I was having a manic day. Sure. It was, I think it was yeah. 4th of July. And I was just like alone in a hotel room in some city. I was like, blah, 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 blah. And then, yeah. and then you, do you remember what you responded, Catherine? Mm-mm. You said, everyone cheats. We've done the research. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, but every, and everyone does because I've cheated. I cheat emotionally, not physically, but it's still a form of cheating. And if you're it's in a the mature worst relationship, kind, in my opinion, I think you're right. But mm-hmm. if you if you if you're in a relationship that's worth salvaging, you can talk about it, say, "Hey, I messed up," and you can be mature adults about it. Yeah. Or you can say, "I'm having thoughts about this. Do you want to open up the relationship? No, let's break up." Yeah. But you know, yep. a mature relationship is what you said. Love doesn't hurt. Love should be. We're in this together, and if we're not, let's have a discussion and let's part ways amicably. Let's yeah. not do things. It's, we, I, I think all three of us are in agreement. Bumper sticker, uh, secret, what is it? Secret, secrets hurt someone. What's that thing? Like no secrets. Secret, yeah. Uh, fuck, what is it? Secret, secrets are no fun. Secret, secrets hurt Secrets someone. hurt someone. That's it. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. All beautiful. right. We got to wrap this up. Thank you so much. Thank you, Dan. Everybody follow Dan, Dan King, King to see what's going on in his creative life. And um, we just absolutely hope the the best for you. And we want all mm-hmm. the good, healthy things in your life. And I want you to make good, healthy choices going forward. And if it hurts, go away from it, Dan. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Thank you, guys. Thank Love you, guys. You. Thank you so much. Toodles. All right, Stabbies. Thank you for listening. uh, And uh, we love you. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And if you've been cheated on or you have cheated, you've got a cheating story that we want to hear. Leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. Follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. And follow me, Catherine Blanford, at It's Catherine Blanford. Stay stabby. Go to your ready-made horse. That's all you're good for.